Welcome to Fuel for Life. I'm Dan Steep, and this podcast is being brought to you by Revival Now Ministries from Marysville, Ohio, United States. If you're looking for ways to connect with us on social media, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. That's S T E E P E. You can also find us on the web on our website at revivalnow.com. Revivalnow.com. We appreciate everybody subscribing and liking us at YouTube, following us and liking us on Facebook, and we appreciate you sharing our our podcast episodes so to help us get the message out to everyone because the world more than anything needs Jesus. What Jesus said in John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. We want to continue in this podcast episode mining and searching the scriptures for the foundational truths that lay the foundation for this abundant life that Jesus promised to us and paid for us to have. I've been teaching on the baptism in the Holy Spirit for a few weeks now, and, and I want to, I'm going to try to wrap it up. We'll see what God has in mind by sharing with you an episode entitled The Blessings and Benefits of the Baptism in the Holy Spirit. The Blessings and Benefits of the Baptism in Holy Spirit. And you may notice that, uh, I kind of go back and forth because I worry about the listener not understanding my grammar when I say baptism in Holy Spirit. And so I, I kind of go back and forth between baptism in Holy Spirit and baptism in the Holy Spirit. I want to be grammatically correct and not cause questions for people, but I also want to be biblically correct and recognize Holy Spirit as the third person in the Godhead. Holy Spirit is a person, the third person in the Trinity. He's not the Spirit, because that implies an it. He is Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God, Holy Spirit. He's a person with a personality. I want you to keep that in mind as we, as we move forward in the blessings and benefits of the baptism in Holy Spirit. Well, Christianity is nothing if not supernatural. Think about it. You can't be born again without the supernatural. Our Savior came to earth in the form of man. The biblical account tells us that Jesus' mother, Mary, was impregnated by Holy Spirit. That's a miracle. The biblical record tells us that on the third day, after Jesus was died and buried, he rose again. He, he was resurrected to new life. That's a miracle. If you're walking in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, 
It's because of a miracle. You experience the miracle of the new birth. That through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ, your spirit was renewed. We're created with a spirit, a soul, and a body. And when you receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and accept Him into your life as your Savior, you're born again, and it's your spirit that's born again. Your inner man. Christianity is nothing if not supernatural. And when you get into the things of Holy Spirit, it's all about the supernatural becoming natural in your life. The supernatural empowerment of Holy Spirit becoming a natural thing in your life. The reality is, is Jesus coming to earth was a miracle. The way he got here was a miracle. The way that he came back to life was a miracle. The way he left here was a miracle. The way that you're saved is a miracle. And so if you're going to walk in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and experience not only life, but life abundantly, as Jesus promised in John 10.10, you might as well get comfortable with the supernatural, the miraculous. The Bible says in Hebrews 6, 4, and 5, it's impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, and, and he goes on to, to you know, expand on that. Those who have experienced the good things of heaven, shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God, and the power of the age to come. So the Hebrew writer was talking about people who have turned from God and, and how difficult it is to bring them back to repentance because these people experience the good things of heaven. We're talking about supernatural, uh, divine things of heaven. Shared in the Holy Spirit, that's supernatural. Tasted the goodness of the Word of God, right? I, I, Psalms 107.20, he sent, for, sent his word and healed them. So that's supernatural, the Word of God. I shared with him in the previous, uh, the previous podcast episode the miracles that we saw take place as we simply released the Word of God into the situation, the setting, and the circumstances of the listeners, and also tasted of the power of the age to come, eternity, heaven. We're talking about supernatural stuff. Uh, the church isn't a social club. It's, it is the body of Christ on earth. Acts 19.1 is an interesting verse. It says that God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. That almost seems oxymoronic to me, putting the word unusual with miracles. I mean, by virtue of being a miracle, it's unusual. But this is talking about a particular power and anointing that God placed upon Paul to do extraordinary miracles, like miracles beyond ordinary miracles. And I don't even know how to 
get my head around that and deal with that with the human, with the English language. Like, there's no such thing as an ordinary miracle. If it's a miracle, it wouldn't be ordinary. But yet there was a power that God had given the Apostle Paul to do unusual, extraordinary miracles above and beyond. That's amazing to me. So it is God's intent for the supernatural to become natural. So when we talk about the blessings and the benefits of the baptism in Holy Spirit, we're talking about supernatural stuff. God moving and operating through us in supernatural power. So let me give you the, the first blessing or benefit of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is witnessing, being a witness for God. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I want you to notice that. He says, this is his promise to his disciples of what's going to come to them when Holy Spirit falls upon them in the day of Pentecost. You're going to receive power to be a witness to me. I know a lot of people that get excited about the power, and they want that power, but they're not interested or willing to witness for Jesus, to point toward him, to shine a light toward him in the world that we live in. But this is priority number one in the, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that we would have power to be witnesses to Jesus. You want power? Be a witness. It's always... Souls, that's the reason that God sent his son to earth. God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the purpose, to save humanity. That means in order for people to respond to Jesus, in faith, and, and receive his free gift of salvation, they have to hear about him. They have to know about him. Somebody has to share the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody has to be a witness to him. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world. You could say that in your own context. Your household, your city, your county, your state, your, your nation, your world. Blessing and benefit number one, power to witness. Blessing and benefit number two, prayer. In Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27, it says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. 
I love this passage of Scripture. First of all, it says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness or in our infirmity. What is our weakness? What's our infirmity? I would contend to you that our infirmity is being born into the human condition. We're born ever since the fall of Adam and Eve, when sin came into the world, we are born into the condition of sin. We're born into a world dominated by sin. And that is our infirmity. When you're born into this world, you're immediately born with an infirmity or with a weakness. It's called being human. And the Apostle Paul says, for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And then the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us or intercedes for us, believers, in harmony with God's own will. That means that you can take your best prayer and do your best with it. And we know in our own lives and we know from Scripture that sometimes we don't pray very well. James said that you have not because you ask not, and often when you ask, you ask amiss, or you ask for the wrong things, or you ask with the wrong motivation. But God in His graciousness made a provision for us in Holy Spirit to assist us and intercede on our behalf as we pray. And so what the Scripture really says to me is that when I pray, I'm going to do my best effort. And the more that I grow in God's Word, the more that I know God's Word, the more that I can pray effectively, because when you know God's will, or God's Word, then you know God's will. So when you know God's Word, it's more, it's more, uh, it's easier to pray according to His will when you know His Word, because His Word reveals His will. But even in that, we have weaknesses, right? We have this condition that we were born into this world in, and so we do our best to pray fervently, to pray consistently, uh, to, you know, to pray often, but we have the old ace up our sleeve, which is Holy Spirit, who even when we pray amiss, as James said, as King James terminology, even when we pray amiss, Holy Spirit will take that prayer, fit it for the ears of God, and God will answer that prayer according to His perfect will prayed to Him through the Holy Spirit. So that's awesome. But, but in addition to that, we also have the ability God's given us to pray in tongues, to pray in our supernatural, heavenly language. And when we pray along those lines, it's the perfect prayer. Because the Bible says that we're not praying with understanding, our human understanding, but we're praying a divine language according to the will of God. So blessing and benefit number two is praying in power. Let's do the next one, teaching. Teaching 
supernaturally, teaching in power. John 16, 13, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So these are all promises of the, the role and the power of Holy Spirit when Jesus ascended to heaven and Holy Spirit descended on the earth. This Holy Spirit, first of all, will guide you into all truth. He'll tell you what he has heard, and he'll tell you about the future. Now, when you have supernatural insight, supernatural revelation coming into your life through the power of Holy Spirit, you can imagine, it's not hard to imagine, how much more powerful your teaching would be. How much more life-changing your preaching and your teaching would be. When you teach and preach with that supernatural dynamic operating in your life, you are, you're, you're teaching and preaching from a place of divine revelation, and you can feel it, and you know it. I can tell when a person is teaching or preaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and when they're not. Doesn't take long to tell, and, and then, you know, if they're not, then I just move on to the next thing. Another scripture in John 14, 26 says, when the Father sends the advocate or helper, that's just another name for the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So there you have it. This, this supernatural power of the Holy Spirit will teach you everything and will bring, bring to your remembrance everything that Jesus told his disciples. And what he told his disciples was recorded in Scripture, and that means that it's available to you and I today. And that happens on a daily basis for the born-again, spirit-filled believer. When we speak, God brings things to our remembrance that Jesus said. Holy Spirit teaches us in that way. That's supernatural. Remember, Christianity is nothing if it's not supernatural. And I want to help you get to the place in your own life where, where you embrace the supernatural provision that God has given to us in Holy Spirit. Christianity is not to be dull, boring, powerless, or anything like that. It's supposed to be vibrant and, and exciting and um, with a new chapter unfolding in your life every day. So an, another blessing and benefit of, a, of the baptism in Holy Spirit is exalting Christ. It, it, it somewhat goes hand in hand with being a witness for him, but we're called to exalt him. John 16, 14 says, He, being Holy Spirit, will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus in your life. There's a couple ways that that, that looks in our lives. One, one, of the way, one of the things it looks like is he'll glorify him in your life, in your witness, right? 
that, that God will be glorified in you in how you speak, in how you conduct yourself, in, in what you do, in, in the words that you say. God will, will be glorified in you. Holy Spirit will do that work within you. But Jesus also said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And so our job isn't to do the work of drawing men unto him. Our job is to lift up Jesus, to magnify Jesus, to point to Jesus, to let Jesus be seen in everything that we say and do, to move in the power of God. When you're moving in the power of the Holy Spirit, you can command demons to leave and they'll leave. You can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Amen. That's, that's the power of God operating supernaturally through your life as a result of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It unlocks all the resources of the supernatural, all of his gifts, all of his fruit flowing and operating through your life. Another blessing and benefit is supernatural guidance. So we've talked about supernatural witnessing, supernatural praying, supernatural teaching, and supernaturally exalting Christ. And, and now we also have supernatural guidance. In John 16, 13, again, when the Spirit of truth comes, He'll guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but He will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. That's supernatural guidance. Not only guiding you into all truth, but even telling you about the future. We're talking about supernatural warning, supernatural direction. God has very clearly, I've seen him operating in my, my wife's life with, with words of supernatural warning. I've seen him operate in my own life with words of supernatural direction, giving me strategies uh, and, and directions to take that later on in hindsight, you knew for certain that it was God that was directing me at that moment. You know, the Bible says that when in the days when Jesus re is about to return to the earth, uh, it says that uh, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days leading up to when the Son of Man or when Jesus returns. I want you to think about that for a minute. Most of the time when we, when we talk about that and think about that, we think about how wicked it was in Noah's day, because, and that's why God sent the flood. But think about this also in the days of Noah. God gave Noah supernatural direction. Nobody had seen rain yet, and yet God had Noah build a big boat. It was supernatural um, direction. It was supernatural provision. In his day, it was revolutionary. It was so cutting-edge revolutionary. It was so far ahead of its time that people mocked Noah for building a boat when it had never rained. But what was it? It was supernatural guidance from God. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be when the Son of Man is about to return. So I, I personally believe that we're living in the last days. 
We're living not in the last days. We're living in the last minutes of the last hours of the last days. And so we're going to see God continue to pour out his spirit as he promised in Joel chapter 2 that, that Peter quoted when he, he stood up and preached that great Pentecostal sermon on the day of Pentecost. Uh, one of the things that I think about as, as I minister and serve and live in the days, in these last days that we're living in, I see God moving and working supernaturally in my life and ministry more and more all the time. You know, the tendency is to think, wow, I must really be doing something good, or, or wow, you know, um, I must have really figured something out. Uh, but I don't think that at all. Uh, my job is to, to remain tender and pliable and receptive to Holy Spirit's leading in my life. But I really think uh, that I'm living in the last days before the return of Christ, and I think God is pouring out His Spirit in, in supernatural power more and more upon all flesh, and I'm just a part of it. I'm not any more special than anyone else. I actually I see an uptick of the supernatural happening in the world, and I'm just grateful and thankful to be a part of it. Because as in the days of Noah, so it will be when the Son of Man returns. Supernatural guidance and direction and warning. Uh, amen. I mean, I, I could tell you stories about the underground church around the world and how God literally, Holy Spirit, supernaturally lets them know where their next church meeting is going to be. Because no one knows. It moves around. Uh, and, and and there's you can't announce it, you can't share it on social media, you, there you can't do any of that because the authorities will find about find out about it, shut it down and persecute people, going to lose their lives, and so literally, the only way that people know where to go for church, is if Holy Spirit tells them. That's supernatural guidance, and it's available to us today. Next blessing and benefit: supernatural health. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 10 to 11, the Apostle Paul says, Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that in the life of Jesus also, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Not our spirit, not our soul, our body. Verse 11, For we, we who live are always delivered to death, for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. That the life of Jesus not only manifested in our spirit, in our soul, but in our mortal flesh. We're talking about supernatural health, supernatural manifestation in our body, in our mortal flesh. That's visible. Manifested equals visible. When something divine, something supernatural is manifested, it's manifested on the earth in the physical, natural realm to be seen and, and witnessed and experienced here on earth as it is in heaven. So that means a, a visible resurrection life, a visible, powerful life, a victorious life, that is manifested in our bodies, in our mortal flesh. 
Paul said in Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Supernatural health is a blessing and benefit of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. How about moving on to supernatural unity? Man, if there's ever a time in my life where we need supernatural unity, it is the days that we're living in today. The Bible says in the days leading up to when Jesus returns that the love of many will grow cold. People will become easily offended. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. So I could add into that, whether male or female, you know, whether rich or poor, uh, you know, Jews or Greeks, bond or free, slaves or free, black or white, whatever, um, whatever aspect that the spirit of this age try, is trying to highlight to divide people from one another, the spirit of God is here by one spirit. To, to bring us to a place of supernatural unity. By one spirit, we were baptized into one body and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So the ultimate purpose of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is to unite, not divide. To unite, not divide. That's what is so sad to me about this whole issue of the supernatural, about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, about speaking in tongues, about the gifts of the Spirit, is that it has become a divisive thing in the body of Christ. There, there's, there are very strong opinions on this. When this thing was designed to bring us together in unity, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because listen, many, you know, Many can make union, but only Holy Spirit can make unity. And remember, if Christianity is anything, it's supernatural. So we can pray and we can operate in the Holy Spirit and bring about supernatural unity here on earth. Hallelujah. If Christianity is anything, it's supernatural. If you're listening to this podcast and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to share with you and I want to pray with you to do that right now because that is the gateway that opens everything up to the supernatural, to the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and all of the gifts and powers and blessings and benefits that come our way. This is the stuff that leads to the abundant life that Jesus promised in John 10.10. 10. 
and paid for you and I to have through his sacrificial, sacrificial death and resurrection. Becoming a Christian, being saved, simple as ABC. Admit that you've sinned, believe that Jesus can save you, and confess him as your Lord. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I want to pray a prayer with you. I want to make it as simple as possible because Jesus never came to make it complicated. That's religion. And Jesus isn't about religion. He's about a personal relationship with you. And he wants it to be simple. As simple as ABC. Admit you sin. Believe Jesus can save you. Confess him as your Lord. I'm going to pray a prayer out loud, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Repeat it out loud, and when when we say amen, you're going to be saved. It's a miracle. It's supernatural. Trust in the Lord for it. You will be born again. You will be a Christian. So pray this prayer out loud with me. Just repeat it after me. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sin to you. Please forgive me of my sin. Please come into my heart and my life and make me a new person. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, let me be the first to welcome you to the family of God. You are my newest brother or sister in Christ. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So when you pray that prayer, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, you are saved. I want you to do something with me. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to go to our website at revivalnow.com, revivalnow.com. Just go to our website, and on the front page, there's a button that you can click that says, I just got saved. Please go there, click that button. There's some resources that we've prepared for you to help you get started well on your new journey to the abundant life. There's also a place for you to fill out your contact information Please do that so that we can communicate with you and we can support you on your new journey in Christ Jesus, this new faith journey. It's important to get off to the right, uh, uh, you know, on the right foot. Uh, You have my word that we won't use your information for anything other than uh, just to communicate with you and support you and resource you for your journey in the abundant life. It won't go on a mailing list or anything else. It's just strictly for us to be a blessing to you as our newest brother or sister in Christ. Amen. Want to give people an opportunity real quick before we we move on to uh, sow a seed, a financial seed into this ministry. If you want to get on board and support us as we take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations, Uh, We have a mandate to reach a million souls for Jesus Christ, and we're we're putting everything that we have into it, pedal to the floor, going for it. 
And if you want to support in this ministry, uh, we just want you to know that when you share in this ministry with us, every soul that comes into the kingdom is credited to your account as well as you partner with us in this ministry. Our ministry is getting cranked up more and more, and we're, we're at the place now where hundreds of people are coming into the kingdom every month, hundreds of people being fed, hundreds of people being touched with the power of God, with, with, with miraculous healing. All that's taking place every month, and you get to be a part of that uh, when you partner with us. So here's some ways that you can partner with us financially. You can go to our website at revivalnow.com forward slash invest now and follow the prompts, revivalnow.com forward slash invest now. Mobily, you can text RNGIVE to 888-364-4483. Text RNGIVE to 888-364-4483. On Cash App, you can search for dollar sign RNGIVE. That's dollar sign RNGIVE. We're also on PayPal. Search for at RNGIVE, PayPal at RNGIVE. If you want to do it the old-fashioned way, you can make your check payable to Revival Now and send it to Revival Now, 220 Buckeye Street, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. That's Revival Now, 220 Buckeye Street, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. We'll look for the next Fuel for Life podcast next Tuesday. And do us a favor and share that with all your friends. And remember, you can find us at RevivalNow.com or YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at RevivalNowDanSteep. So you can follow us and keep up with how God is using this ministry to reach a million souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Until next week, remember, God's not mad. He loves you, and so do I.